I recorded this episode and I realized I left out what I found to be the most entertaining or juicy part of the book, which has to do with alcohol and discounts. So I'm going to stick this part in the beginning and then you'll hear my other three key takeaways from one of these excellent marketing books that I highly recommend. Sales and coupons are like alcohol to marketing. If you see everybody during happy hour at a bar, it would appear that alcohol is a stimulant because they're jovial and upbeat and loud. It's 4.30 or 5 o'clock. You're out of work Friday. But you look at that same crowd by 10 p.m., midnight, 1 a.m. They're depressed. Some of them are falling asleep on the street. Somebody's eyelashes have fallen off. Alcohol is actually a depressant, but it appears to be a stimulant during its early effects because it depresses inhibitions. Discounts and sales do the same thing to a product. They stimulate interest and maybe sales revenue, but you always have to pay the piper. And companies that rely on periodic sales and discounts actually don't make more money. It's a more effective strategy to have everyday low prices like Walmart. That is if you're in the commodity game. But if you're selling a considered purchase or a luxury good or service, you should probably raise your prices. I can talk more about that in a future episode. DM me. It's at Emily Bender if you want more on this pricing stuff. I had this video and I think I did a TikTok called Charm Pricing. It's like one of my most successful videos. I was just riffing on why do prices end in a nine? 60% of them do. This is a past episode. It's from two episodes ago. You can go listen to that if you want to know more about Charm Pricing. But this alcohol, depressant, discount thing, it's such a great analogy. And the book has so many good ones like that. So I had to make sure to give you that one first. So now let me get into the rest of the episode here. The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing has been a classic for over 30 years. This book has valuable insights into the world of marketing. I have listened to it a couple times. I went through a second time to make sure that everything really stuck. And that's great for comprehension. You should go through things twice. If it's that good, take notes, read it. And then the best thing to do is to teach it to someone else, which is why I'm making this mini pod about the book. Because if I have to reiterate or regurgitate the ideas to you, that crystallizes them for me. All right, the first key takeaway, and we're going to do three today. Number one, the law of leadership. This law states that it's better to be first in a market than to be better than the competition. Being the first to introduce a product or service in a market gives you a significant advantage over your competitors. So the authors who are Al Rees and Jack Trout cite examples like IBM, Xerox, and Coca-Cola, all of whom were first movers in their respective markets. They established themselves as leaders. So this law of leadership emphasizes the importance of being innovative and creating a new category rather than simply improving upon an existing one. Caveat to that, sometimes it's actually better to be second. There's always a caveat. If you look at the iPod, that wasn't the first MP3 player, but it is the best. So the law of leadership applies in many cases. But if you're not first to market and you see something out there that you can improve upon, that's okay too. That's the whole thing with laws and rules, right? There's always exceptions, but they are good guideposts. The second key takeaway is the law of the category. This law emphasizes the importance of being the leader in a specific category rather than trying to be everything to everyone. The authors argue that it's better to focus on a narrow niche rather than trying to appeal to a broad audience. Examples would be Avis, who marketed themselves as the number two rental car company, and Miller Lite, who focused on being a low-calorie beer. 
If you focus on a specific category, you can differentiate your brand from the competition and become known as the go-to brand for that particular product or service. I like number two. I actually used to have a background in car rental. I was at Budget, Avis Budget Group, and Avis, (laughs) we're not number one. So I always think it's fun and it's really appealing to people when you are just very honest about your shortcomings. Or if you're number two, like we're number two, we're Pepsi, we're not Coke. Great. Then just own it. People appreciate that. They don't want Pepsi to pretend they're number one or Avis to pretend they're Hertz. It's a different value prop. When you're number two, you can be a little more disruptive. So second key takeaway, law of the category, you want to be the leader in a specific category. The third law is the law of the mind. This law states that it's not enough to be first or to have a unique positioning, but you also need to be top of mind for your customers. In other words, you need to be the first brand that comes to mind when someone thinks of a particular product or service. The authors argue that this can be achieved through repetition, consistency, and simplicity. You want to consistently reinforce your brand's message and values. That creates a strong association in the minds of your customers. And just to be clear, these are not laws one, two, and three. There are 22 laws. I just took three that I think are most useful and sort of broad. Like whatever your business is, whatever your category, you could apply these laws. If you want to book a coaching session with me to talk about your marketing strategy or your podcast, go to emilybender.com slash call. And just for you listeners, enter coupon code podcast for 10% off. That's emilybender.com slash call and enter coupon code podcast. Talk to you next time.